So God be with you. Was anyone surprised, as I was, to hear a Bible use the word idiot? Or blockhead? I tried to find out what like the, the Hebrew word was, and scholars basically are like, we don't know what exactly it meant in the day, but it would have been that kind of like low-level insult, that kind of thing to get your attention, to kind of shock you into paying attention. And so this translation of the Bible chose to use idiot and blockhead. Must have been a Charlie Brown fan. Uh, but also to take and get at the, the severity and importance of what the passage is about. But anyways, if you weren't with us last week, just to catch you up on things, here in the world of church, we've entered into this thing that we call Pentecost. It's one of the seasons of the church year, these chunks of time uh, where we explore different ideas and themes and postures that can each help us enter into the kind of life that Jesus calls us to have. And Pentecost, that season we're in now, it does that by basically getting us to explore one huge, big, and wonderful question. And that question is, what does it mean to be spiritual? What does it mean and look like to live a life connected with God's Spirit? Which, on a lot of levels, I would think, uh, is kind of a question we're all here sussing out, isn't it? If we strip away all the language we've built up around it, we're all here, are we not? Because we've each had an experience that, shown, that has shown us there's something bigger than ourselves out there. We're all here because our, our souls have yearned for something deeper and wider. We're all here because something has told us that it's there, in that deep and wide something, that will try to find the kind of life and world that we're looking for. Anyone here looking for those things? Yeah, Barry is in the back. Some of you are. And for those of us looking for that deep and wide something, to those of us on that journey of trying to be spiritual, trying to connect with that something bigger than ourselves, Pentecost is a great season to spend some time with because it helps us find some answers to those questions by offering us one overarching, game-changing kind of answer about what it means to be spiritual. And so this morning... We'll try to work our way towards that game-changing answer, and we'll do that by talking about a truth that we've heard before. We'll talk about the thing that Jesus always did. Then we'll arrive at that game-changing idea, and then hopefully we'll leave with some questions that you can take with you. But before we do any of that, uh, would you mind bowing your heads with me, please, and let's take a moment to arrive and be here. And so would you pray with me, please? So God, here we are, all kinds of people from all kinds of places, all of us looking to connect, to find that thing our souls are yearning for. So as we settle in to hear from you, may you take these words, make them your own, speak in them, around them, through them, 
may you do your thing. And we ask this in your son's name. Amen. So we've said this truth before, but let's, let's revisit it again. One of the things at the very heart of all religious conviction, one of the things that scientific inquiry has shown again and again, and one of the things that we can all affirm through our lived experience, is that to be human is to be spiritual. We are spiritual beings living in a spiritual world. And what we ultimately mean by that is that when we talk about spiritual, what we're getting at is that in some way, shape, and form that we are all connected, that we are people of connection living in a world of connection. Whether it's through something divine, just our own energy, our interactions, or something else altogether, we are all connected in ways that we can't fully see. That space between us is full of things that pull us together and push us apart. That shape us and cause us to act in certain ways. And that shape the world around us. And that's what we're talking about when we talk about spirituality. We're talking about that something. That something outside ourselves, whatever it is. That's something that's alive, that moves, that ebbs and flows. And that like breath and energy animates and empowers motivates and sustains, directs and guides, and impacts ourselves and the world around us. It can cause us to move forward or backwards. It can lead to creativity or destruction. It can cause life or death. It can do any and all of those things. It all just depends on what we're breathing in and what that energy is. So the question really isn't, are you spiritual? We know we are, that's a given. The question, rather, is what spirit is in you? What are you breathing in? What is the thing that shapes and guides how you live and move and have your being? Are you with me so far? Well, that brings us to the thing that Jesus did. Because if you look at everything the guy did, what we ultimately see him doing is showing people something they can breathe in. Jesus is always walking around, talking to people like us, and saying, oh, you're looking for a way to be human? Are you looking for a life that's deep and meaningful? You want to be caught up in something bigger than yourselves? Ah, cool. Let me show you something that you can breathe in. And then he told people about this thing called spirits. He called it holy because it was God's spirit. He told people about that very spirit, he said, that created the universe, that spun it all into being as guiding it forward. The very spirit that breathed life into humanity. The same spirit that is still swirling in all of us. That same spirit that overthrew an empire and led people out of slavery and into freedom. That same spirit that spoke through women like Ruth and Esther and Miriam. That same spirit that spoke through the prophets, calling for justice to flow like a mighty river. That same spirit, he said that again and again and again, led people towards a life 
connect with God, each other, and themselves, and towards a world where everyone had a place and everyone had enough. Breathe in that spirit, Jesus said. Let it guide how you live and move and speak and act. And then you'll find the kind of life you're looking for. When it comes to being spiritual beings, it's all about breathing in that spirit that we call holy. Letting in that spirit, having her animate and energize us, shaping everything we are and everything we do. Now let's pull over here for a second. Because this is one of those things that it may seem pretty stock and pretty basic. Yeah, Nick, we got it. Breathe in spirit equals life. Check. I got it. But I think we actually need to sit with this because there's something quite profound going on in this that's really a huge game changer. Because here's the thing. If it's about that, if that's what Jesus is doing, then the whole thing completely changes. Because that means what Jesus is about, and therefore what we're about, it isn't religion. It isn't us gathering around a system of beliefs and practices and rituals. It isn't just us getting together on Sunday morning. There's nothing wrong with that stuff. But to reduce it down to that stuff is to lose the plots and miss out on what Jesus is saying. It's to miss out on that game-changing idea that Jesus gives us. And I think we can see that game-changing thing through this old parable that exists. There's this old parable about a church that had a huge sign outside its front doors. And in big, bold, red letters, the sign said, No religious people allowed. And there was this man, he lived across the street. And every Sunday, he'd watch people go in and out, in and out. And so one day, feeling a little confused and a little bit offended, he went up and found the priest, and he asked her, what's going on with this? Why are no religious people allowed? And the priest, she replied, oh, it's rather quite simple. We don't want people who are seeking after religion. We want people who are seeking after wisdom. We want people who are seeking after wisdom. Since the very, very beginning, our tradition has linked together God's spirit with wisdom. And that's what we heard in the passage from Proverbs this morning. That God's spirit is wisdom herself. That very thing underneath the thing, the truth beneath the truth, the thing that leads us into depth and meaning by giving us a way to understand ourselves and the world around us. And what Jesus is calling us into isn't a life seeking religion. He's calling us into a life of seeking wisdom. It's a way of being human, a way of living, a way of being, thinking, and seeing that taps in to the very spirit that created the universe. The very blueprint, the very rhythm, the very groove of how everything was meant to work. A way that draws us into life itself. To be a person of faith, Jesus taught, is to be a person that seeks wisdom. 
to be a person of faith, he said. It's about that lifelong process of being formed into people who wander well along that unscripted pilgrimage of faith, in tune to the all-surrounding thick presence of that Spirit of God in us and around us. And Pentecost reminds us of this truth. And so when we get into the habit of breathing in that Spirit, letting her animate us and trusting that she will take us into that life, into that way of wisdom that unlocks all the beauty, all the joy that we are looking for. And we'll end this morning by giving you some questions that you can ask that will help you tap into that wisdom that helps shift us from people who are celebrating religion to people who are celebrating wisdom. Questions that you can always ask yourself whenever, basically 24-7. So remember these. Write them down if you want. Take them with you. And so whenever you are wondering, who am I? Where am I going? What is this world about? You can ask these questions. And these will take you deep into that spirit of wisdom. What's the loving thing to do here? What is the loving thing to do? If that spirit of wisdom is the spirit of God, and God is a God of love, the default answer to anything you will ever need to do is always, what's the loving thing to do here? Not an easy answer but it's a way to point you in the right direction. Perhaps you're entering into a a tough conversation. Perhaps you're entering into a place that brings a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress. Question you can ask yourself. How can I bring life into this? What can I do to build up the people in this room? What can I do to breathe in some fresh air to this situation? And finally, the question we should always be asking ourselves, no matter where we are or what's going on, what's driving me? What is the thing that's driving my motivations? What's the thing that's driving my words and actions? So before we speak, before we act, even before we think, we should always ask ourselves, what's driving me right now? What is shaping my actions? Is it anger? Is it jealousy? Is it greed? Is it frustration? Or... Is it that spirit of life? Is it that spirit of peace, that wisdom that God has given us to tap into the life we're looking for? So what's the loving thing to do? How can I bring life into this? And what is driving me? So as we go into our days, you guys can come on up if you want. Let's leave with that final question. What's driving me? What is shaping how I move and act and be? And so let's end with this. Why don't we stand up if you're able? 
And we started with some breaths. We're going to end with some breaths. And then we'll sing a song to take with us. So knowing the exhale is just as important as the inhale. Let's take a little breath in. And then with this exhale, exhale all you got. And then when you are empty, take a big breath in. And may you know that you are breathing in that spirit of life, that spirit of peace, that spirit that spun it all into motion and guiding it all forward. And trust in her. Trust that she will show you the way to be human and alive in this world. She will show you how to get through anything. And it's always going to be the loving thing to do, the life-giving thing to do. So as you go out with the Spirit inside of you, know that you don't go out alone, but you go out with God. And may that give you hope. So my friends, may you go in peace. May you go in love. May you go and do it loudly. And to that, all of God's people say, Amen.